1: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
2: What a story, Grant Williams can write. Oh, not even close. Now he has to
3: hit it. The Celtics, if there's a Grant Williams miss here, could get a shot to tap it in. Watch
4: out for over the back. There's a lot of things going on here. But Grant Williams going to make this
2: shot.
3: Doesn't go, and neither does the tap.
2: The Celtics get free throws in the final second, and still these two teams find their way to overtime. Did Grant tell you he was going to make a <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <did> <laughs> no. Nah. Nah, we have a uh, PA call on Thursday, I think it is a Friday, so I was just like, let's just miss one and talk about it, and <laughs> see what happens, and um, he gave us both, and I almost lost us the game, I didn't box out Marcus Smart, and he came in for the tip, so that's what I'm really thinking about at that moment, Missed both free throws, but I gotta be able to box out in those moments and not really think about, you know, that, and kind of anticipating both, but thank God he missed and we got the win. That's how it finished for the Celtics last night
5: in Cleveland. No Tatum, no Horford, no Time Lord, but still another big-blown lead by the Celtics. Grant Williams had a chance to give the Seas the win. Which, by the way, we didn't even talk about this earlier on a real questionable foul call. Although it followed a questionable foul call at the other end, so maybe that all evened itself out. Grant goes over 2 at the free-throw line, despite saying, I'm making them both to Donovan Mitchell. Woof. Celtics lose in OT. They lose the season series to the Cleveland Cavaliers. What's wrong with the Celtics is something we've been talking about. Who are the Celtics reminding me of? It's something we can get to. And also, who do you blame for last night? 617, 779, 7937. We'll get back to that. Hour number three Jones and Mego with Arcan here on WEEI. But we have well, a lot of news on the quarterback carousel. Lamar Jackson has been given the non exclusive franchise tag, which means other teams can negotiate with him. It means if you want him for two first round picks. You can give the Ravens two first-round picks, and they can listen. You can negotiate with Lamar Jackson. Oh, boy. I think the Patriots should. Uh, so that's number one. Number two, I guess in no specific order, because this may be the headline, Aaron Rodgers is meeting with the Jets. The Jets are on their way to meet with Aaron Rodgers. I saw the car news yesterday with Derek Carr going to the Saints, and I immediately said, well, this means Aaron Rodgers is going to the Jets. Now they're meeting. So make of that what you will. Rich Eisen said yesterday, Brady might be coming back. Keep an eye on Miami. Brady's not exactly pouring cold water on that, saying he's got a two-month-old cat at home. That's his excuse why he can't come back. (laughs)
3: It's insanity right now.
4: Arkan, what's the latest on the Giants and Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones and the Giants have agreed on a four-year, $160 million contract (laughs) with an additional 35 in incentives. So I think his ask was like 48. Wasn't that the last reported ask from Jones? I saw over 45 is
5: the last I saw. I didn't see a number. He
4: lands on 40 and potentially more with the incentives. That means the Giants, now they beat the clock on the franchise tag and can franchise Saquon Barkley. Gross. Which they'll do at 10.
5: Well, I'm sorry. They should franchise Saquon. I I would rather have Saquon on the franchise tag. Then give him a long-term deal as much as I like Saquon and work out a long-term deal with Daniel Jones, I guess. But, like, that's way too much money. I'd like to see the guarantees, but if he's making north of 40 plus a chance with more money and incentives, which by definition isn't a guarantee, uh, that's way too much money, and that's where it's going. We've been talking about this for weeks, but that's where it's going with Mac Jones, which is why I'd get out
3: now.
6: It's wild. That is wild. That's not middle class right there. That oh. is upper class. That is nuts. What a huge vote of confidence in Daniel Jones that they're putting in. I guess Brian Dable loves the guy. That's what that's telling me. Forty a year.
5: Well, is plus incentives? Is it the vote of confidence, or is it just the market? I mean, is that just the quarterback market these days? Which is what I kind of think it is. Which is why it's a cautionary tale with Mac. That's why again I get out now. Forty
6: million is a vote of confidence. Yeah. On Daniel Jones, I mean, Definitely. you see a I mean, lot of upside there.
5: Derek Carr just got. I understand the market. One fifty. Get... Geno Smith just got a hundred over three years. I mean, that seems like the quarterback market for these kind of quarterbacks. You just
6: have such a strange sample sample set with Daniel Jones, and it's putting a lot on, like, riding on the success that he had this year with Brian Dable.
4: What do we think of it, Arkin? I think that if Mac Jones was to even approach this, he's going to have to have a season where he turns things around, has a big statistical year, and takes his team back to the postseason. That's the only way we're going to have to How really about worry a Mac, about Mac doing that. I think that that's really it. I don't, I don't think that you know if Mac was a free agent right now, or if he had another similar year even to his rookie year next year, that he was going to be sniffing this. So I don't know. I think that uh, that this is certainly a big, big vote of confidence from the team to Daniel Jones. I also think that they're probably looking at it like, okay, if the top guys are getting 50 and we can lock them up for four at 40, that by the time we get to the end of this, that's not going to seem like that much money. I also think that's sort of the thing, too. These markets and the quarterback markets are really exploding right now. That's what
5: I'm saying. I I don't even know if it's that much of a vote of confidence. I mean, I I just think this is the quarterback market, which is, again, why I would get away from Mac now unless you want to pay him that in a couple of years. But Uh it's a vote of confidence
4: in the sense that they could have gone other ways at quarterback if they wanted to. I guess.
5: Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. What do you make of the quarterback carousel and how it impacts the Patriots? Maybe Rogers coming to the division, maybe Brady coming to the division, and that Daniel Jones contract has a direct correlation with Mac Jones, along with Lamar Jackson available if you want him. Uh, again, six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. What? What's the?
3: What's that? I'm sorry. I just see more. Uh, Tom Pellacaro just tweeted that Daniel the Jones guarantees? will eighty two million dollars over the first two years guaranteed i I don't know why you would tweet
5: that if it's not guaranteed no those that's got to be guaranteed money i would think so that's that's a lot of money that's a lot of money for daniel jones too much for daniel jones and uh if you don't have the stomach to pay mac jones that and if he has a daniel jones type season you just mentioned this mego he's got to win a playoff game get back to the playoffs which would be the first criteria in winning a game and improve his statistics just a little bit i mean daniel jones did not have a great year statistically last year he improved though
3: if Mac Jones does all those things, then yeah, get ready to pay him, which is exactly what I'm saying. He improved from where he was, which was not a great spot to be but in. He for was a in Joe Judge land. True. Yeah, but again, but go look go look at his numbers. He was accurate, but go look at his numbers. His numbers weren't
5: great last year. He threw like fourteen touchdowns, like sixteen touchdowns, something like that. Like his numbers last year were not good. They were better uh, than where he was before, but it's not like he like lit it up statistically. He threw 15 touchdowns, I'm sorry, against five picks last year, quarterback rating a 92. He threw for barely over 3,000 yards. Like he accurate. He did not have a great year. He <laughs> was accurate. A lot of checkdowns, I'd imagine. Uh, again, we'll get to your feedback on that. Meanwhile, we were talking Celtics here while all this quarterback news was going off around the NFL. Who do we blame for last night, Mego? You, you basically said, I don't blame Jalen, I don't blame Brogdon, I blame everybody else.
6: Including the coach.
5: So who's at the top of the list?
6: Well, the coach remains at the top of the list because I don't think anything really changes overnight, even though uh, three of your major players weren't playing last night. This team just can't close. They can't close. Like that's been the story of these last two games. And I I think that it is really troubling because to me, that's like I hate saying, you know, a mental weakness or whatever. They're not mentally tough, but. Cause it's so cliche, it but is, it's but they're true. not true.
5: Yeah, exactly. It's true. It's it is true. Like, it is the truth. Thank you. It's
6: how many times do we have to watch this team up in the fourth quarter in a double digit lead, which by the way, their coach says doesn't really matter in the NBA. Right. Especially in the fourth quarter leads can disappear. Yeah. Leads disappear with your team right now because you look, it's like clockwork. Just watch it. Watch the game clock. All of a sudden it's like four minutes left. Oh, it's a, that's weird. It's a, it's a seven point game. Okay, Celtics will pull back out ahead. Nope. Oh, okay. 220 left. It's a it's a 5-point game. Okay, under a minute. The Celtics are down? Why are the Celtics down right now?
5: Because they are, you just said it. It is a cliche, but they're not mentally tough. The second the other team starts making a run, they're like, "Here we go again." And they hang their heads and they let it happen. And that's exactly, it's a turnover at one end and a defensive breakdown at the other. And that's exactly what it is. It snowballs. It and, is, and we they are the, mentally weak. We
6: had the caller earlier. I wanted to return to this. We had the caller earlier who said, how different would this conversation be if uh, Al Horford had made that three yep. and Grant had made his free throws? Well, first of all, they didn't happen. So we're talking about, we're, li- we're living in reality here. Not talking about the hypothetical wins that could have happened if those shots had changed. But we saw that game. We saw that game when they when they saw the Cavs on March 1st. That was the game I was thinking of where it ended with the Celtics 117 up 113 over the Cavs. Yeah, the Cavs game last week. And he, you saw Donovan Mitchell taking himself out of the game because he was like, oh, this game's over. But nope, the Celtics will always leave the door open this month. Hey, it's not over yet.
5: Nope. So you have Missoula at the top of your list. And I have him very high on mine. Arkan, who we blame him for last night?
4: For last night, I think that Marcus Smart really had a bad game. I sort of was watching. You know, you watch him and you sort of see what guys like Donovan Mitchell are doing. And lately, I feel like a lot of guards and guys that Smart should maybe be guarding a little harder uh, are going off for these crazy nights. So that's sort of another uh, conversation. But last night, in the absence of Jason Tatum, it seemed like Smart was really taking the, on- taking the onus on himself to shoot more, and I think he had the second most shot attempts on the team. And that just reminded me of those old early Tatum. Brown days where Smart 30 thought he was one of the big three and he'd be out there chucking just like they were, especially at the end of the game. And that gave me PTSD. So I'm going to go with Marcus Smart as uh, as my guy in that game uh, in particular last night.
5: I blame Grant. I blame Grant. You got to make those free throws. You have to make those free throws. And Missoula ties in big here because I think Missoula is screwed with his head, benching him last week, screwing around with his minutes. Muscala started the game last night. Like Missoula gets an assist with all this. And he's very high on my list too for who to blame last night. I start with Grant. It's not just that he missed the free throws. It's, I'm making both. I'm making both. You know I'm making both. And he's talking smack to Donovan Mitchell, and he doesn't believe it. It's all this false bravado. It's fake. And this is what I think the problem is with the Celtics. Like Grant Williams missing those free throws is symptomatic of their issues. But Grant Williams is going to make this shot. No, nope, nope. No, he will not. No, he won't, Scal. So, can I hear Joe Mazzula to Grant Williams after the game? Like, what do you... What do you say to Grant when he misses two huge free throws like
2: that? Tell him I love him. It's part of the game. He didn't miss him on purpose. just got to be able to move on from it.
5: Okay. Got to be able to move on from it. How about, you tell him you love him when you bench them? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, how about sorry for benching you and screwing things up like I've been screwing things up for the last couple of weeks? Uh, how about Jalen to Grant Williams? What was his message to Grant after missing a couple of free throws last night?
2: Yeah, it happens. You know, I've been in that position um, before, and that's what should fuel you
4: into being better. Um, you can't, you know, let it be a spirit breaker. Um, Grant has, you know, had a great, a great career, and you know, he's built. He's the the reason why he's been successful is because of his confidence. And now is one of the moments where his confidence is going to be tested. You know, you know, a lot of people are now seeing some of the adversity that he's going through, and you got to respond as a man. You got to, you know, be better. You can't let it take you down you can look at it and go two different ways you can go up or you can go down and you know i want him to go up
5: okay so he's going through adversity and it sounds to me like jalen's talking about beyond just the free throws but maybe i'm reading too much into it they project this confidence mego just like grant at the free throw line last night they project this confidence but they don't believe in themselves they they don't right now they're questioning everything and they should be The way they're playing, blowing these leads, they should be questioning everything. And they are. They're questioning the coach. Does he know what he's doing? They're questioning themselves. Do we have enough? They're questioning the rest of the Eastern Conference while they're dropping games to Milwaukee and dropping games to Cleveland that Jason Tatum is tapping out of, by the way, and going, oh, is the rest of the East better than it was a year ago? They are questioning everything. And the reason they're starting to remind me of the Kyrie Celtics, the 2018-2019 Celtics, who lost in round two, five games to Milwaukee. After they took game one, they lost four straight. And it was a disaster. And it was a bunch of me-first players looking out for their own situation. Kyrie in his contract. Al Horford in his contract. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, they're standing in the NBA. Marcus Morris needed a contract. Rozier needed a contract. That team was all out for themselves. I'm getting a little bit of that vibe from this team. Pritchard, out for himself, wants more minutes. Grant Williams has a contract coming up. Jalen has a contract further on the horizon. Is he going to get the Supermax? I'm starting to get some of those vibes from this team. And similarly, they denied the problems that were so clearly staring them in the face. Like Kyrie that year was like, nah, we're fine. G. Willickers that year, ah, G. Willickers, guys, we're fine. Like Everybody just downplaying it publicly with their head in the sand when we know there are deeper issues with the team. Right now, it feels like there's deeper issues with the team. That's what uh, is reminding me of the 18-19 Celtics.
6: Yeah, there's certainly some stuff going on around this team and their confidence. I agree with that. I would push back on the vibes compared to that Kyrie team because, first of all, I think the chemistry issues on that team were way more screwed up. Way more screwed up. Probably. And the only guys who seem to be twisting themselves in a pretzel over their future situations in the NBA right now, I would say, are actually Pritchard, who, like, dude, you're the 10th guy. Like, I love you. I love you. But you're the 10th guy, okay? I raised you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Mama loves you, but you're the 10th guy. Uh, And Grant, who we are watching kind of spiral from week to week at this point post All-Star, with Jalen, he has literally the most to lose in terms of money but i think he feels confident enough in himself and probably that he is playing the best coming out of all-star break compared to his peers as starters than anybody so
5: are we panicking with the celtics we should be panicking with the celtics yes and are they reminding you of that Kyrie team to me they are 617 779 793 7 you know Derek White's not a part of the closing lineup. He's another guy I would throw on that list. So I am starting to be reminded of that. And we should be smashing the panic button with this team. Nationally, the panic button is being smashed with this team. Uh, more on the Celtics, and we'll keep monitoring any news here in the NFL on the quarterback carousel. Christian Arkham with all the latest and trending. And we're right back.
7: Selling a little or a lot?
2: You know, well, for whatever reason. And so I don't uh, look to anything except what do we need to do every day, get to where we want to get to, everything um, that we're experiencing from a basketball standpoint is for a reason. And as long as we learn from it and grow, we haven't learned about late-game offensive rebounding yet. And this might be the fifth or sixth loss. And so that part pisses me off. Um, other than that, it's just part of it.
5: All part of the experience. Celtics have to go through the lows to enjoy the high that i guess would be an nba championship they fell short of a year ago it's jones and mego with arcan here on weei we'll get to your phone call 617-779-7937 we're talking
6: pisses me off (laughs) i'm so angry about those missed
5: rebounds it's
6: not just about the three pointers
5: we'll get to we'll get to pissed off missoula pisses me off because it's happening he was he was angry yesterday uh, all day before the game uh, after you like the game. that word angry uh, i was i was real heated i was
2: real steamed pisses me off
5: so we'll get to him coming up uh we're talking celtics now we're also monitoring all the latest on the quarterback carousel which i can paraphrase again daniel jones to the giants for 160 million they've tagged saquon barkley brady might come back and go to the dolphins aaron Rodgers is meeting with the jets and lamar jackson is tagged at the non-exclusive level which means you can trade for him right now if you want to patriots fans do you want to do that While we're talking Celtics, I don't know if you want to place any future wagers on the C's, but mobile sports betting is coming to Massachusetts on Friday, March 10th, this Friday. So before you place that first bet, you've got to check out BetQL. BetQL is your one-stop shop for sports betting with insights designed to help you beat the books. Text BET to 37937 for a link to a special page for Massachusetts bettors. That's BET to 37937. Message and data rates May apply
4: what's their policy on undoing it on the celtics that one may or may not have made
5: yeah did you plunk down you plunked down a championship bet on them no i actually didn't oh you didn't no
3: now i was thinking i know
5: some people who did though okay, i know some well, people who'd be interested in knowing I, so, if you get unbet there you, go, you just took the words out of my mouth now if you believe in them now is the time to bet yeah. on them right like get in there odds odds have to I haven't looked at their futures lately but I can I can scramble and look at those like it has to be You
6: know why don't you just stay away from them <laughs>
5: <laughs> Well I'm well by your logic they should be winning the championship cuz I'm not on their bandwagon
6: Yeah so, I'm not saying anything. I'm saying you should just stay away. Don't even look at the odds. So, by your logic, even.
5: by your logic, the Bruins won't win and the Celtics will. Because yes, I'm not on the Celtics that bandwagon. That's my logic. But that I am my on my
6: logic entirely.
5: I am just not on the Bruins bandwagon. I'm not, even,
6: I'm not being sarcastic at all. That I'm is, on
5: the I'm on the Bruins duck boat right now. Is what I'm on. So okay, so I've jinxed the Bruins, and I guess by not talking up the Celtics, I am I am helping them.
6: Yes. Interesting. Why are you saying that? Like you don't believe it? I don't Arcan? believe. I Celtics
4: don't. are plus five fifty. By the way, they're still the favorite. They're still they, the favorite. Really? Yeah, but what but that's gone I think that's
5: gone down. Maybe I'm wrong about they're that. They're still
4: the favorite in every book I'm looking at.
5: No, no no but that doesn't mean that the you if you plunk down, you know if you Oh the odds down, maybe are different. Is I don't saying. know what they you, were you, a week you, ago. There's a yeah. little there's a little more to wet your beak on there sure. is all I'm saying. I, I I wasn't saying they weren't the favorite. I'm just saying maybe you uh your money's gonna go a little further if your if your return hits. What I, just,
6: I hate that
3: saying. Wet your beak?
6: Yeah, it's so weird.
3: <laughs> Why is it's, that weird? I
6: don't know. It's just-
3: 'Cause we're not birds. I'm
6: thinking of you putting a <laughs> nose in weird. a cup of water. It's
5: uh... <laughs>
6: just a weird visual.
5: A little more how would you describe it then? How would you choose to no, describe it instead I, of wetting your beak?
6: I'm just saying, personally I don't love that <laughs> phrase. <Well>. <laughs> <laughs> now that's
5: not a that's not a wet beak. I mean that is a that's a, like a drenched beak.
6: That's a head dunk.
5: That is that is soaking, is what that is. That's uh that's a very moist beak. Uh, so anyway, that would be the uh, that would be the place to do it. While we're talking about Missoula uh, lashing out, can I hear a little bit more of this? Mego sent this yesterday before the game, like before the game even started. Joe Missoula was already fighting with reporters yesterday before
0: the game. What's it like to uh, be a first year coach and allow yourself to make the mistakes that you're going to make, but also deal with the pressure of trying to return to the finals and also learn on the fly? I mean. And give yourself
3: a break when you look back and, like, you just and hey, maybe I should have played Derek. Oh, smokes. Tony Montana. Those factors <laughs> yeah. in continuing to coach this first
2: year. Uh, number one, whether I coach for one year or 20 years, I'm still going to make mistakes at year 20. So it's not really whether I'm a first-time head coach or not. It's just people who have been coaching a long time, get pa- they get a pass for the mistakes that they make. And young guys don't. So um, I have to be a continuous learner regardless of how long, um, I coach in this game and um, like I said before, no one will put more pressure and expectations than I put on myself and then our team and the guys put on themselves. And so at the end of the day, coach for the Celtics number one goal is to win and if you don't do it, then that's my fault., well, they're and mad at that's me. How you have to approach every day.
5: They're mad at me. I'm a first year coach. I got the interim tag removed and now I got a big fat extension and they're looking at me like I should be doing more and it's not fair because veteran coaches don't get the same level of criticism. Like what a bunch of garbage that is. By the way, listening to this a second time, you know what I realized? What? Both of his lash
3: outs were at Gary Washburn. Mm. Uh-oh. I didn't Who connect. is a noted, maybe the biggest critic of the Boston Celtics but maybe, in the city. Maybe he doesn't.
6: Is Gary in the doghouse?
5: Well, that's what I'm wondering because after we the game. We should ask him. After the game, he lashed out at Gary too. I didn't realize the pregame question was from Gary until I just listened to that again. But here, here's Washburn again after the game and he's lashing out at Washburn again.
3: Joe, so how do you kind of bounce back from this to... Overtime losses, excruciating fashion.
2: You like that word, don't you? You used it yesterday. I don't think it's that excruciating. Yo, know, so this is. I mean, it's part of it. Part of it. Yeah. It's part of the journey. You're- yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean. We did a lot of good things for a long time. After coming off a double overtime game, second night of a back-to-back, playing three and a half quarters really well, and then just not executing down the stretch, you have to go through those things. And so, to me, in order to experience success, you have to have failures. And so, um, I don't like losing. I hate losing, but I understand it. And I know that you need to do it in order to get to where you want to get to. But I've noticed you use that word twice, two days. It's a good adjective.
5: (laughs) I hate you, Gary, is what he's saying. So what, what, yeah, was
6: Gary, come up with some new material, man. Did I hear Mister Ed reacting in the middle of that yeah, clip? What was that? Arkin.
5: What, what was that? I do what, well, what? what? what, what?
6: You, you made a horse. Noise. What were you
5: reacting to? I that wasn't me. Like? Oh, it was. it was. I don't think you. so. It, uh, definitely. Was oh, it when not? he made the sniff sound? Yes. Well, I don't know. No, you were laughing at no.
6: that. <laughs> yeah, you. Went,
5: was it Ryan? Somebody went, made like a. You went. Yeah, I heard that too. It was one of you two back there. <laughs>
6: yeah.
5: My mic is
3: not open. It that was well, Wait, again. Maybe, that was I Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. I didn't realize it.
4: I don't know. If I did, I honestly I didn't realize I was like, it. getting
5: into the paddock. Jesus. Arcan, Arkan. <laughs> getting the feedback I put on. Was that, that me?
6: Noise.
5: I well, I was just well what It was not me. All I right. wasn't I wasn't It was
3: what are you? I wasn't really
5: I prompt getting. I wasn't really prompting you <laughs> for <laughs> Was that the noise he made? Yeah, I heard. It. we all heard it. But I, I wasn't really prompting you to make fun of the noise you made. I was prompting. Why
4: were you reacting that way to Missoula? I think it was to uh, Missoula going on about, um, oh, what was it? It was it was one part of the clip that I found objectionable. They didn't give me that, the oats I like, and it now was, I'm upset. wasn't that. It was, um what, what the hell was it? Why what, did I do it for that? It.
5: Well, whatever. Think about it
4: for a minute. All right, I'll think.
5: What was your reaction to Missoula lashing out, not just before and after the game, but specifically to Gary Washburn, which I didn't pick up on before?
6: I can't, I can't focus. Uh, the pregame quote was <laughs> so bad. Yep. It was so bad. It First was. of all, veteran coaches get criticized all the time, says the person criticizing veteran coaches every day. Mm-hmm. But you're a rookie. Like, why can't you admit you're learning on the job? Right. Like Nobody I- thinks that you have all the answers this year. Everybody is cutting you some slack because of the situation that you got thrown into seemingly a week before the season started by your bosses. Like everyone is cutting you slack. I, it's going to be mentioned in the season no matter what. And so to sit there and go, you know, well, the guy who's won enough to have a job for 20 years, he doesn't get criticized. Yeah. As like much. I
5: think of doc when he said that, like, I, I don't know if that's what he's talking about. I'm just saying that's the first like coach that jumped into my mind. And it's like, does Doc get a free pass because he's won? Probably. Probably. But, like, at the same time, I know you can win with a lot. Doc won with a really talented team with the Celtics. I think he's overrated, and I don't love him as a coach. And I do think he gets excuses made for him as a veteran coach. But I also know he can win. We don't know that about you, Joe. We don't even know that you can win a playoff game. Never mind a round, never mind multiple rounds, never mind a championship. So, yeah, you're going to get more criticism and lashing out about gary washburn's word choice excruciating like word, yeah we do it's the right word you keep blowing giant leads you're the one downplaying all these blown leads you're the one burying your head in the sand and i think this goes back to grant williams projecting confidence at the free throw line it goes back to joe missoula projecting confidence after the game like there's nothing wrong guys no there's something wrong it's been wrong and let's start admitting it to ourselves if you don't want to do it publicly fine but hopefully behind closed doors, they're admitting that there's something going on.
4: I think the thing that I found objectionable the most was uh, the way he sort of talked about you can't win unless you lose first. It's like, you've, you've lost this year. You've lost plenty of games. Like and you, these
6: guys lost the finals last year. Right, right. you've experienced loss. loss.
4: <laughs> you know You know what that's like. You've been through that before. You were there on the staff last year when they lost in the finals. It's not like this is completely new to them. That's what I didn't like. And that's why I made the horse sound. <laughs>
5: Arcan's Arcan's jockey was riding him a little hard
4: there down there right.
5: down the stretch, which is why he reacted that way. Give me the that business.
4: Way. That's right. Um, can, I, can I hear? I honestly didn't realize I even did. Yeah, you know, we all heard it. Can I
5: can I hear how Perk reacted to uh, to Joe Missoula after the game, lashing out at Washburn? Let me hear. Let me hear Perk because Mego and I both heard this live, and we did not react like Arcan. We both we both reacted exactly the same. We're like, go go find this clip because Perk ripped into Missoula pretty
6: good. <clears throat> He's more frustrated with the media than he is with his players.
2: <laughs>
6: I'll be keeping that same energy. I in the like how he room. lasted his own joke. I mean, damn! They all the media doing is asking questions. What the people want to know, we just want to know. I mean, you ain't got to get attitude with the media. I hope you are keeping the same energy in the locker room. I mean, we just want to know what, why. Why the C's looking the way they look in the last three games? You know, the world want to know, not just the media, the fans. Everybody want to know.
5: And now the conversation's gone national with the Celtics. And that would include Perk.
6: Do you think he's keeping that same energy in the locker room? Or do you think he wants these guys to be friends with him?
5: Well, uh... You gave me the example from who was it now? Jared Weiss. Yeah, right
6: here. So Jared Weiss wrote this after the last Knicks loss. So before going Cleveland into yesterday's last night. game, yep, he wrote: "There is a different tenor around this team as of late. Shootarounds have become predominantly optional since the All Star break. The locker room is a ghost town after the game, particularly following recent losses. It's not clear what exactly is off with this team, but it's there, and they all feel it."
5: Okay. So you don't think he's riding the team hard enough? Is what you'd be saying?
6: Um, I'm I'm not sure what the relationship is like. It seems like they have. I mean, he's he's younger than Al Horford. Yep. You know, and I'm I'm not trying to be ageist. No, he's just like, he's, he's young. Or the same age.
5: He's not. He's not riding the team hard enough. Which, if he was going to ride the team a little harder, how how might that sound? <laughs> that's uh. Arkin, that...
6: do you agree or do you say nay? I say nay. <laughs> <laughs> nay. <laughs> But
5: anyway, I think I think Perk makes a good point. It's like, well, I hope you have that same energy with the team, and it sounds like from some of the reporting behind closed doors, uh, Jared Weiss, or not even behind closed doors, shoot-arounds, open to the media, uh, that they've they've taken their foot off the accelerator. Uh, let's go to the phones. Brian is in Connecticut. He doesn't blame Missoula; He blames somebody else. Go ahead, Brian.
3: Hi, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Hello? Hi. Yeah, no, I blame Brad Stevens' vision of this team. Um, let me start by saying there's no player I enjoy watching more than Rob Williams, but he can't stay on the court. And we knew that in Game one, and Brad Stevens had done nothing to beef up and get a rim protector. The trade deadline, Muscala doesn't cut it. I watch people blow around him every game. And then you hear the buyout market. The Celtics are going to be big players in the buyout market. We got absolutely no one. It's
5: a good point. They haven't gotten anyone on the buyout market. I usually roll my eyes at that excuse every year, like, oh, we didn't get anybody at the deadline, but wait for the buyout market. Just wait until Greg Monroe gets here. Yeah. (laughs) will be saved. Like, I didn't need them getting a rim protector at the deadline, but Arkan, you've made this point before, and this is where I thought he was going to go with that the team is imbalanced. Yeah. They have too many guards, right? They're running plays at the end of the game for freaking Pritchard. We barely even talked about that. But, like, the the, the idea at the end of regulation for Missoula was let's run a play for Peyton Pritchard, who doesn't even play. So they have too many guards. They, They'll never see it coming. They're <laughs> a little heavy in the front court when they're healthy and that there might not be enough minutes to go around. But after watching Mescala last night, maybe that's not such a bad thing. And they don't have enough wings. If I, if I were going to criticize Brad Stevens, I wanted more done at the deadline, and I want a more balanced roster. Is that a fair criticism of Brad?
4: I think it absolutely is, and I think that's something that we were all sort of looking for, even in the buyout market. Like, do I think Will Barton would have come here and turned everything around? No, but at least it's another body who can go out there and uh, and play some of those wing minutes and can defend a little bit, and they just don't have that. And now that Grant Williams is in the doghouse, they really don't have it. I mean, they don't have anything. And uh, Jason Tatum being out, I think that put the onus on Marcus Smart to feel like he had to shoot more. Uh, You saw Derek White taking a ton of shots. He's cooled off a bit lately. Like, there's, there's there's a lot going on here. Even the good players, I think if they go into a slump, you're going to be looking at a roster like this with injuries at big, which you've had all season long and had, you know, plenty of time to prepare for, and it's sort of starting to look like now like all these things are happening. Oh, it's like the chaos theory, you know? It's like yeah. everything's sort of going wrong at once here.
6: It might be a slight overcorrection from last year's finals where if you remember, Stevens said that he wanted more playmaking off the bench, so he went and got that with Brogdon, which I think was an excellent move. And you have that from White, but again, both guards you know, like the the wing position is looking pretty thin, and it's something we were harping on before the trade and deadline.
5: Brad has talked about this, and Brad talked about it. I, I, it might have been just after the trade Please deadline. Don't
6: join our. I didn't. Over I there. yeah. I didn't mean In to the do stables. that. Sorry. I think
5: that, I think that was less horseish, but it was it was a noise. I I acknowledge it
6: was a, it was a noise that my dog makes. When I, I'm like it was taking like a too long. It, to was like a like, it was like a dog
5: sigh. It was like a dog sigh. But so I remember Brad saying this, and now that we brought up the buyout market or the caller brought it up, Brad said this. He's like, Well, you don't want you don't want too many pieces. You don't want too many guys sitting around. And it's like, yeah, Brad, you were the coach in twenty nineteen when there were too many options. Too many minutes, too many shots to go around to keep everybody happy. And now you've put Joe Mazzula in that same spot. That's a that's a good place to be. That's a lot of talent, but when it comes to
3: Joe Mazzula, I don't know that I want a rookie coach in this spot. Well, it's not like the Rob Williams, Al Horford issues snuck up on them. We kind of knew what this was going to be all year. Yeah. Al Horford was never going to play back to backs, especially when you have him out there playing forty plus minutes. Rob Williams has uh, injury history, and the thing that was interesting to me about when they brought in Mike Muscala is I'm thinking, okay, maybe they're looking to upgrade what you know, Blake Griffin or Luke Cornett, who was another dog water last night, Luke Cornett, not bad. and. Instead, I've been kind of refining that theory and it seems like maybe they're looking for a cheaper alternative in case Grant Williams is like, well, I'm not going to play with you guys. I'm not going to work out a contract. I am going to go test free agency so they can turn around and go, oh, well, we got your nice cheap replacement right here who I believe has a team option in Mike Muscala. I mean, Jesus, it's how... They're, they're operating their rotation right now. You have yeah. Mike Muscala 35 minutes, but you're going to not play Grant Williams in the first quarter, in the third quarter, at the start of overtime? It's stupid. It's why
5: it's why Missoula's high on my list last night, too, because Grant Williams was broken, and Missoula broke him by sitting him down last week. Uh, and broke Grant, him
6: like a Mustang.
5: Yeah, that's true. Grant Williams, <laughs> Grant Williams should be mentally tougher, but I don't think Missoula helped. Uh, Dan is in Dover. Go ahead, Dan.
2: Uh, good morning, guys. So just a uh, quick two points. Um, as far as Grant Williams goes, um, he needs to take uh, Travis Kelsey's um, infamous words and know your role and shut your mouth kind of thing. Um, I feel like he complains about every time that he's touched on the court.
5: So this is one of my critiques with Grant Williams. And I in this... I am in a weird spot with Grant Williams where I feel like now I'm defending him more than I'm not. And I, I used to be like chief anti-Grant person. But he shouldn't be playing behind Mike Muscala. Mm -mm. He shouldn't
4: be. Or Blake Griffin.
5: And I ripped him for missing the free throws. Like, he's the one I blame the most for the game last night. Or Blake Griffin. Good point. Like, I just, I, I don't love that about Grant, and I don't love that about a lot of guys on this team, where they think they are more than they are, or they've accomplished more than they have. That is a familiar, consistent, issue with this
3: team but he's he is more than mike muscala he is is, more than luke Cornette or anybody else that is taking minutes over true but he shouldn't
5: be carrying on with the rest like he does because that's that's like the epitome of like you're acting like a superstar and you're grant williams 617-779-7937 we have megan Adelini and meg's planning next
6: after the end of a good fight you deserve an ice cold reward
3: Why don't you explain this to me like I am an eight-year-old? Do you need it broken down?
1: It's so dumb.
3: Why don't you explain this to me like I'm five? Well, lucky for you. I
6: don't know how else to talk about it. Shut up, Meg.
3: It's time for... Now I
6: let
0: you know! Meg explaining So
6: this is something I've been dealing with, and I want to remind everyone that it's Tuesday. Today's Tuesday, right? Tuesday afternoon? Yep.
5: What are you saying? It feels later in the week?
6: Well in context of what I'm going to talk about.
2: Okay.
6: I've been thinking about spoilers because Sunday night, there's this show on HBO, Last of Us. Arkan, are you watching it?
4: I sure am. Okay. I'm caught up.
6: I'm not caught up. I'm not caught up because we had a Celtics game Sunday night that I watched live. Oh, so you didn't see Pedro
4: Pascal die?
6: Stop. (laughs) And then we had a Celtics game last night. And honestly, once the Celtics game is over, I might watch a little post game and then I go to bed. Like, lights out work tomorrow i i just need to put myself to bed okay the amount of spoilers that i've been needing to dodge on what i think is like a pretty routine just episode i understand every with this show it's always like well this this week is crazy but like muting words on twitter like have to just immediately close something that i see on instagram you gotta scroll I'm like, quick what the hell is this and again it's tuesday This show was on Sunday night. I feel like you should be able to go two days or a day and a half without watching the show and not have it spoiled for you. Ah,
5: so this is a Twitter, I'm sorry, a spoiler, a spoiler grace period. No, 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 you're you're, a spoiler
6: grace period because I actually feel like there are people out there who relish spoiling things. I don't know if you've ever met these people. But people who will just openly spoil something—I may have you. been
5: guilty of that once or twice in my life. Yes. Yeah, I yeah.
6: Smell that? On you can you.
5: you can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just and I'm not talking that would be my about a movie
6: that came out like 10 years ago. Yeah. A twist ending of something, whatever. Uh-huh. Like I'm talking about a show that is actively on or something that is happening right now that not everyone has immediate access to because you have a life. And I'm not saying I have a life. I just have Celtics games to watch. Right. But sometimes I have a life, and I, have to, I go like three or four days without being able to see the thing.
5: So what you're saying is we're living in a society, and we need, we need some sort of rule when it comes to spoilers.
6: Yeah, and I love surprises, and I love twist endings, and I love all of this. And my best friend, so my best friend from home, she spoiled two major things for me. One was the ending of the Harry Potter book series. Okay. She spoiled for me. Because she looked it up online before the book came out. And then we went and we got our books, and she was like, Oh, I thought the thing I showed you online was fake, but it's actually how the book acts.
5: <laughs> and you're like, No!
6: Like, I thought the book came out that day. I was holding it, and I was like, So I know exactly what happens. Thank you, Hannah. And then a couple uh, of years I ago, Missoula. It's,
5: it's all about the ride. It's all about, you know, the ups and downs. So a couple the of way. years
6: ago, I wonder how you feel about this. I was watching It was before the final season of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't watched Thrones all the way through. So I was trying to binge watch it so I could watch the final season live, you okay. know, like so yeah, I was yeah, cramming yeah. Right, it in, right. so watching like episode after episode. And the same friend was really excited for me. So she was like texting me like, OK, now, where are you now? Where are you? And I send her one and I'm like, oh, this is happening right now. And she writes back, oh, my God, it's the red wedding episode. (laughs) I was like, dude, what the hell are you doing? I'm 25 minutes in. And she was like, isn't the episode called the red wedding? I was like, no,
3: but I'm pretty
6: sure I can see what's going to happen at this wedding. That one's on
3: you because, you know, this friend because we all have that friend who, you know, is going to ruin something for you. This is like you got to go out of your way and go, listen, person, whatever. I
6: had forgiven. Her. Yeah, you nope.
3: shouldn't have no, no 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 I'm, at one I'm, time i'm with Ryan one time on you do not get forgiveness from me you do not get the benefit of the doubt so, so i there are people in my life i go get away from me i don't want to hear from you you can't help yourself you don't know how to be vague about stuff just oh where are you at in the episode no it's details 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 get out of here so what's the rule so the here rule, are then? my
6: rules here Kay. are my rules okay uh this is the spoiler zone for tweets Instagram, social media, or just talking to friends or talking on the radio. So let's say you have like a bit on the radio where you talk about, oh, we're all watching the show this week, right, guys? You yep. can get into that. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you're talking about it on radio or in a group of friends, you need to designate that you're about to spoil. You have to do a warning, warning, warning. Spoiler We're going to talk about spoilers yeah, here. Here we go, spoiler And alert. if yeah. you're, yeah. And if you're talking on like a radio or a podcast or something, you should say, you know, just, you know, uh, earmuffs on for the next three minutes or whatever, because we're going to get into spoiler territory here.
3: Spoiler alert.
6: Yeah. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Num- for point two. Okay. If it's a show that's currently running, don't spoil it at all. Well, don't for spoil. Over well, how long?
5: Like the episode that ran on. No, I understand, but there has to be stuff. So the episode that just ran. The episode that just ran for how long? Can I not? Can I not spoil it if I watched it?
6: While it's run, while the season is running. For
5: the whole season?
6: Yeah. Don't talk about it. So I can't talk
4: about something that happened in the first episode
6: until the season's over. No, don't tweet about it. Oh come on! Why? That's too. It's a spoiler.
4: Much too long. Season next year. How about it's on the viewer to avoid the spoilers?
6: Okay, because here's the other thing: things don't come out week to week anymore. In a lot of cases, there'll be, like, a whole Strangers Things season that's just dumped on Netflix, and once again... I have a life that is really just watching basketball most of the time and two days go by and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe so-and-so under- died. I and understand I'm like, that what more. the hell, man?
5: I understand that more. But that, that's all the epi-
6: economy we live in no, with content.
5: No, no. Last of Us isn't that way. Last of Us is one episode a week. to
6: the rule now. Okay,
5: it is. But that. But I understand your critique more with and that. Where it's like stupid, you so watched- you
6: have to lay these blanket rules. You
5: watch the whole season in 24 hours? You watched all 10 episodes? I don't have time to do that. So th- I understand that criticism more than this one about like Last of Us, which which again, you're saying Arcan can't talk about something from episode one, which no. aired a month ago. About yeah, you can't talk about that. No, that. Now, not I, if
6: it's a spoiler.
5: I also sense an inconsistency here because isn't Mego the queen of get off your phone when you're at like an event? What do you right? mean? So like, you're like, well, sh- we should be off our phones more. We yeah. should be able to enjoy dinner and be off of mean our I phones. Don't
6: look at social media. Well, but
5: maybe maybe you should not. Maybe you should not while you're trying to avoid oh, spoilers. Oh, okay.
6: So I should just for the rest of my life not look at social media because I might maybe, have a show. For
5: maybe like, you should avoid your phone. Maybe
6: I should just never listen to another human no, being. No, everyone else I'm for the rest of their life should TV.
4: never tweet about a show
3: and then the Maybe if you're on. trying yeah. to avoid
4: <laughs> avoid spoilers, maybe
3: okay.
6: you should take
5: a page out of your own playbook and avoid your phone a so little bit. Do you want bit, to hear the I'm rest saying. of the rules? Yes.
6: Oh, okay. There's more rules. If ah. the series has reached its season conclusion, uh-huh. Wait. 48 to 72 hours to spoil.
2: Okay.
5: So I think you should apply this to the episode. Like, all right, give me 48 to 72 hours from Sunday's we're episode before I the can talk about it. are 48
6: hours, right? No, I understand. Like, I have until tonight to watch this, which uh, I am planning yes, on doing. But
5: I'm just saying, but yes, you are you are in that window where it would be early to spoil stuff. But by, like, tomorrow, we're getting past that window. But yes, when in the finale, you can't talk what for hours. What if 70- something
6: comes out around, like, Christmas? You can't
5: talk for 72 hours about a finale?
6: Not publicly.
5: Man. Okay, keep going. What's, what, okay, are, what are the, the other ones? final rules?
6: one, if it's a movie, wait until it's left theaters to spoil. Because if you actually, like, really care about the movie, you're going to go to the theater to see it, especially if it's, like, something that you know might have a twist or it's a thriller or something like that. Like, you're going to get your ass out there to go see it. And if you don't, you're like, well, I'm waiting for it to, to land in on-demand or streaming or whatever you use now. That's kind of on you.
5: Okay. I feel like this is way too long to not talk about. Now, I don't watch anything. This really doesn't impact me. I don't. I'm
6: not saying you can't talk to your friends about it, but again, publicly, go back to rule one. Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. Right. And then if you must, that's the case. I, I don't. It,
5: again, I'm not really impacted by this, so I'd be curious to hear from the people and and Arkan on this as well. But I, I, I don't really spoil things because I don't watch anything, and nothing gets spoiled for me because I don't watch you anything. You said you
6: enjoy spoiling. Things.
5: Well, I have in the past. <laughs> yes, I, 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 I that's would. Not just shows that's if like... I if I watch more stuff, I would spoil more stuff. But I just that these seem these seem like that's a long time to not talk about anything. We're all just wandering around not talking, tweeting about anything that we've yeah, seen. Yeah, I'm saying
6: you can talk about it, just not publicly. Right. Why so do you have on, to tweet a on social media? Out? Why do you have to tweet out like, "OMG, can't believe they killed so and so savages"? Maybe you
3: need to start muting some of these people. I have. Well, you should. There's a lot. I think that's a way to do it. There's a lot. No, you got to work a little. Like, the, the more days you go, you got to work a little harder because this is the issue. It's Sunday night, nine o'clock, you know, and, and it's like, but there's stuff going on. And then it, I had the exact same thing it was like Monday, but like basketball game. And then, like as I'm going to bed, okay, I'm like, oh this crap, I didn't watch idiot. the last one. Okay, I'm like, sorry,
6: this person's so dumb. <laughs> this text line says, by that logic, you would be out a job. Don't talk about a game till the season is done. Did I say sports? no no you didn't say that shows i'm talking about fictional shows like like game Game of 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 thrones
5: but like okay but but
4: i didn't know grant williams missed those free throws
6: (laughs) you spoiled it for me i gave me honor and i was
4: gonna watch that tonight Ah! oh my god uh,
6: something happened in reality like one is made up the other is something that actually happened in our world do I have to explain that to you? It, Jesus. It
5: was the red wedding of free throw shooting last night. Though. <laughs> it was. Uh, but like, I don't know. I would just say with The Last of Us, Mego, maybe you got to you gotta make sure you watch that. You got to, because this this is the kind of show that's going to get spoiled. Or like Game of Thrones is the kind of show that's going to get, so you got to move, you got to bump you that up in your hard. priorities. Uh, yeah.
6: I definitely don't. You got to say,
5: eh, it's the first half of Celtics
6: next. I I'm going to watch this and then I'll catch like, up on the second half. I don't engage in the conversation as much because I'm like, I also don't want to be the spoiler. The big thing it is, is... It is satisfying
5: other, to spoil something, though, for somebody. The it other is other big it thing is satisfying. people
6: tweet out, like, GIFs. And sometimes the GIFs are spoilers. You're like, oh, funny GIF. Oh, so that's what that means. Anyway.
5: Maybe you got to get on Mastodon. Maybe maybe there's no spoilers on Mastodon. Maybe that's the answer. I'll
6: check it out. I'll let you guys know.
5: Uh, that's Meg's explaining Sounds planning. a
6: little bit more like Arcan's kind of thing. <laughs>
5: it does. Meg's plating with Megan Ottolini here on uh, Jones and Mego with Arcan. We'll get to your feedback. 617-779-7937. That's feedback, not Feedback. <laughs> Like our enjoys. Uh, And we'll get back to uh, the quarterback carousel,
0: which includes Tom Brady next. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.